context, let's look at the Sadducees. And they were wealthy and held powerful positions under King Herod because they would agree and go along with whatever Rome wanted to keep peace with. So, listen, they were Jews. And they knew the word. But whatever Rome wanted, they would do it to keep peace. Oh, y'all want uh, homosexuality in the church? Let's, uh, let's see if we can make that happen. Let's, uh, let's just switch some of the scriptures around. Let's, let's do a little something different, and we can just allow that to slip right in. Or, or let's, uh, let's, we can allow it in order to keep peace. We're willing to, uh, uh, we're willing to uh, uh, go where you want us to go. We're willing to say what you want us to say. In order for us to keep peace, we're willing to do whatever you want to do. And, and for that, because they were willing to keep peace and willing to follow after King Herod, they were lifted up and they got wealthy. Amen. They had wealth and they had money and they had power. And then they followed and they was like, yeah, we, we, whatever you want us to do. All right. And so because of their money and their power, they became self-sufficient. All right. We don't need God. If we do whatever we can do to keep peace with the Roman Empire, we're willing to sell our soul and give it up in order to keep peace, in order to make things keep things quiet. Why? Because, man, they had their wealth to think about. They had their money in their cars. and Well, they didn't have cars right there. Let's say carriages. They had their fancy carriages to think about. They had their robes, their nice robes they loved to wear. And listen, if we, if we rile up Rome too much, they might take that stuff away. It was all about material stuff. Oh, they might take that stuff away. So let's, let's, just, let's, let's just deal with it. Let's just bend. You, you know, there's some churches that will do that. Let's just bend with the world a little bit so we can get some recognition, so we can get a little money, so we can be recognized. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do that. Whatever it takes to keep peace with the world. So the Sadducees was willing to do that. And, and for an example, they denied the word of God openly, for example. And in Acts 23 and 8, they denied the existence of the spiritual world. And also in Matthew 22 and 23, they denied the resurrection. There is no resurrection. There's none of that going on. Their mindset with is whatever you get, you got to get it now. If you want to feel good, you got to feel good now. If you want to uh, uh, be lifted up, you got to get lifted up now. Whatever you want out of this world, you got to get it now. Run after it. Go get it. Whatever it is, no matter what it takes, if you got to bend a little to the world, if you got to bend a little to, 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 to Rome or whatever it takes, go and get it because there ain't no resurrection. You got to get it right now. Amen. And you see people thirsty like that. They're willing to run after stuff right now, whatever it takes. Our young people, that's, that's built into some of our young people. I got to get it right now. Whatever it takes. They hungry for it. I'm on it. I want it. Amen? Man, I, you know, it, 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 it's something because you can see it in our kids when, when they want something, you're able to hang on. I, I, I got a buddy that's uh, going to Disney World, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they're going uh, in, about, in about two months from now. And Man, he, used, he, he know the kids want it bad. So he's able to use it to bend them to their will. I'm like, man, I don't know if you should do that. <laughs> but we all do that. Oh, you really, you want to go to Disney? You better act right. You better do right now. Stop running. You want to go to Disney? Stop running. Sit down and be quiet. You want to go to Disney? Man, be wearing Disney out. 
be using it to, to control and bend. But that's what, that's what the Sadducees was doing. That's what Rome was doing. They said, hey, you want your robe? Y'all better bend to us. You want that fancy carriage? Y'all better bend to us. You want to be lifted up and be wealthy? Y'all better bend to what we say. Bend to us. The enemy is trying that right now, trying to get us to bend to his will. Can't you see the politics that's going on right now? Can't you see what's happening in the world today? The church is in a place right now where the church is going to stand or is it going to bend? We're at a critical place in our life right now where they're saying, what are you going to do if you want something, if you want this, if you want to be lifted up, if you want to keep your mega church, if you want to keep this stuff, boy, you better bend to what we tell you to bend to. Jesus. I'm not going to say it. Amen. Praise God. Jesus. Remember that they were self-sufficient. Got to a place we don't need God. We got Herod. We don't need God no more. We got what we want. We got the material things of this world. And saints, don't ever get to a place where you say, look, I'm taking my time with God now. I don't I got what I want. I, I, I'm good now. I, I got my job. I got my, 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 my house now. I got my car now. I, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got I, everything is straight right now. So I don't really need to get on my knees and pray. I don't really need to get on my knees and thank God anymore. I don't really need to, to lift my hands anymore. Why? Because now I'm self-sufficient. I did this thing myself. I don't really need God that much anymore. You might not be saying that, but sometimes we can do that with our action saints. Not devoting our time and our, and our love to him no more. Because what you're saying is when you don't devote your time to Christ, what you're saying is, God, I got this. I'm self-sufficient. Whatever I got to do, if I got to bend a little bit, I'll bend a little bit. I'm self-sufficient. I can make this happen on my own. So let's go to the next slide. Let's see what the Pharisees had to say. Pharisees were businessmen and priests. They wanted to, the outward appearance to receive glory. So their outward appearance looked clean, y'all. It looked it good. Man, they, whoo, they looked it, they looked it like, they looked holy. Amen. They looked holy. They, they had the suit like I got on in a tie. They was, they looked holy. <laughs> Man, the Pharisees, they looked it holy. They wanted that outward appearance to receive glory. They had the, listen, they had the most influence over people because they were amongst the middle class even more. Now, we're talking about your, your lay preachers, amen? They had the most influence. They had, uh, they, they looked holy and, and the people looked towards them to, to see God. There was a group of them that looked towards them. They had the majority of the people following them because on the outside they looked at holy. They believed, they believed the word of God but used traditions as equal to God's word and chained the people with traditions of men using their divine authority. Brother, if you don't wear your black on third Sunday, you was not saved. They, they use traditions to keep control, sister. If you didn't bring in your ties at around 12 o'clock on the dot, you not saved, sister. Something's wrong with you. 
They would use traditions to keep control of the people. Tell them what they wear. Tell them what time they had to be there. Tell them what, 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 what clothes they had, to, what they had to look like, where they had to go, what they had to do, everything. They were based upon these traditions that was not of God. And they controlled the people and said, you had to do this if you want to be in God's favor. The traditions of men. The traditions of men. That's in Mark chapter 7, verse 1 through 23. They use their divine authority to use and take control over the people. Pharisees didn't like the Sadducees or the Herodians. They always argued. They argued because the Pharisees, they believed the word. They, 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 they followed the word to a certain extent on the outside. And the Sadducees, man, they were like the liberals. They was like, whatever. Whatever, just let it in. Whatever, bring it on. This sort of Sadducees, they didn't like that because the Sadducees, they were Jews and they like, yeah, we know the word, but we, hey, whatever it takes, just bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it, whatever it is, just bring it in. We don't care what it is. It could, it could smell bad. It could look bad. It could taste bad. Bring it in. I just want to keep peace. Amen. And so the Herodians, they didn't like the Herodians because, man, they was looking at King Herod as he was the Messiah, cleaning his feet and toes and hair and combing his hair and putting deodorant on him and all kind of stuff. Amen. So now here comes Jesus stepping into the scene. You see all this chaos going on. You see the Pharisees, what well, they got control. The Sadducees got control because of their wealth and their money and their power. And then you got the Herodians, they got so much control because they thought King Herod was the Messiah and they followed after him. And so all of these people were under some kind of control. Why? Because of the lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. They wanted positions. They wanted to be lifted up. They wanted to be glorified. They wanted somebody to pat them on the back. They wanted to be in position one day. So they were willing to worship Herod. They were willing to follow Herod to a certain extent. Why? Because they wanted the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But here comes Jesus, our Savior, stepping into the scene and so he was offered the same thing. The Herodians was offered this and they took it. The Pharisees were offered that and they took it. The Sadducees offer was offered this, this lust of the flesh and they took it. Now, Jesus, it's your turn. Let me offer you something and let me give you something. In Matthew chapter 4, let's go to the next slide. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was tempted with the offer of this world. The temptation was to turn his spirit. Oh, now listen to the first temptation. Now he says, if you are the son of God, this is in Matthew chapter 4. He said, tell these stones to become bread. Man doesn't, and Jesus said, uh, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by the word of who? The word of God. Now, so what Satan was trying to do, he said, look, you are divine. Why should you be hungry? Just change some stones into bread. You know, that's the enemy be trying to get us off our fast like that. You fasted long enough. You fasted three hours. You know you can go right in the kitchen and get you some bread, man. Just go in there and get it. You know you hungry. You know you can go in there and eat. Don't, you don't have to stay on it, man. God understands. God know your heart. 
God knows your heart. Just go ahead, man, and get some of that bread. But Jesus was saying, wait a minute, man, don't live by bread alone. But by the word of God, say sometimes you got to go back to them scriptures and rebuke that. Trying to get you off your fast, trying to get you off your rocker, trying to get you from seeking Christ's face. So why did Satan use this? And the temptation was to turn his, his spiritual nature into the means of satisfying his material need. Mm-hmm. Without reference to finding the will of God. So without looking for the will of God, what does God say about this? Just satisfy your flesh, Jesus. You know you want it. So he used his spiritual power. He's saying use your spiritual power to satisfy your flesh. And so when you look at this, what are people doing today using their spiritual power to satisfy flesh? Hmm. I might want a new car. I might want some money. I need some extra money. So let me twist these scripture around. Let me use my spiritual authority to get people to come into a $33 line. Oh, ah, the Lord is telling me. Ah, I feel it today that if you get in this line, deep down inside, he's like, man, I got to get that car because Bishop got a car that I want and I got to get it. So let me get this $33 line. $33, the Lord said $33.25. Bring your $33.25 down the aisle. Using his spiritual, what God has placed, using his spiritual desire to face the material needs. I need a car. I need, I need a bigger house because I got to show myself. I got to show people that I got it all. So let me get this $33.25 line. Come down. God is telling. Has God told anybody a certain amount in the Bible? Did God ever say give this certain amount? God always said, give from your heart, Jesus, and give it gladly. Amen? Using the spiritual to satisfy the material. That's sick, saints. And that's happening today in the churches. Using the spiritual to satisfy the natural needs. Man, the people use the spiritual. Men in position will use the spiritual to get a woman. Let's not play. Let's not, let's not play games. You know. People use the spiritual. You know what the Lord told me, sister. The Lord said, the Lord said, it's you. <laughs> the Lord said, it's you. <laughs> the Lord said it. Using the spiritual, amen. Women, y'all gotta be like, well, the Lord didn't tell me nothing yet. I don't care what your status is, I don't care how hot. Let me get in my closet and pray. Let me hear what God, because God, I'm not serving God through you. Using the spiritual to satisfy the natural needs. Well, I'm a man of God, sister. That's what's happening. That's what happened to these, these priests, man, and these little boys. These little boys, they looked at the priest as if he was God. And they would use their spiritual influence to cause them 
Jesus. Is this the truth? Preachers will use their spiritual influence to cause our young people to do dirty stuff. To do dirty things because they want to satisfy their, their need. The material need. The second temptation was throw yourself down from the temple. He quotes from a psalm that says that God will give you the angels, the angel wings and charge over him so that he will not dash his foot against the stone. Now, Satan is using the word of God and saying, Jesus, Jesus, man, get on top of this temple. Get on top of this temple and jump, man. I'm offering you the pride of life. Get on top of this temple and jump, man. And, and when you jump, people going to look up and see you float down. And when you float down, people are like, oh, yeah, that's God. That's God. And so he used the scripture to refer to that. And then Jesus responded. He said, he used the word of God as a test to show people. So what he said is that you cannot test the Lord God. That is not what you, that is not what we're here to do. We're not here to test God to show how mighty we are, to show our spiritualness. I'm not trying to test God to show who I am, amen, on earth. Satan was trying to get him to do that. Use the word of God as a test to show people who you are, that you're part of God. People using Man, they'll take the same eight messages and, man, they work them eight messages. Mm. They work them same eight messages out until they can preach those messages until y'all all fall out. <laughs> they work them messages so good and the thing be playing and all this be going on and they be shaking and rocking and, know how to, and doing all this and they know how to move that ape. They know how to move the crowd. And what they doing is it's like throwing themselves off the temple and saying, watch me work this word. Watch me work this word. Look what God is doing with me. Amen. And now yeah, there's people out there. There are people out there. They will you. They, they, there's a snake ministry. Yeah. There's churches that say they play with snakes. They get in the pit and play with snakes. They're like, watch. God is with us. The see the snakes ain't biting me. Woo. The snakes ain't biting me. They're walling, rolling the snakes. Why? Because they want to show people, yeah, God is with us. We can roll with the snakes and not get bitten. Keep doing that if you want to. Because there's a few of them that been bitten. And they found out. And what, and what, what happens is, oh, we know that God is not with you because you got bit. No! It's not that. It's that you didn't use common sense. Stop testing the Lord your God. I'm not getting in a pit of snakes to prove that I'm holy. Amen? Amen. People will do things and they'll say things and they'll work things out to prove that they are holy. Talk deep all the time. Act like this all the time. Trying to show themselves on the outside. Trying to prove that they are holy. Speaking in pretend tongues to prove that they are holy. Man, I, I went to a we went to somewhere, we went somewhere to a carnival or whatever, and, and, uh, and this guy came up to us while we was getting out of the car. He knew we were Christians, and he said, yeah. He said, oh, you guys are believers? 
oh wow he said you guys speak in tongues and he said he said I said you know what I was looking for the interpreter because the Bible says if you're going to sit up there and start having a conversation in tongues, you better make sure that there is an interpreter there to understand and say what you are saying in tongues. If there is no interpreter there, something is wrong. You're just trying to show something. You're just trying to prove yourself. Say, yeah, I'm holy because I can speak fluently in these tongues. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. If y'all ever see little kids, you know, that's the little kids saying. They always, look what I can do, mama. And they do something silly like, like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's real cute. And so people, they try to lift themselves so they look what I can do. I can move the crowd. I can do this. I can dance with the snakes. I can speak in tongues. Worship me, the pride of life. Because what Satan was saying, they're all going to see you. If you jump off this temple, they're all going to see you and they're all going to worship you. Saints, we got to be careful. The next thing was what Jesus offered them. He what offered us uh, Jesus. He said, show him all the kingdoms of the earth. He said, let me show you all the kingdoms of the earth. All right. He took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms. And he said, listen, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it all to you. Just let me have control over you. Just, just let me have control. The Pharisees, Sadducees, Heronians, they all in this. You might as well join in it too. Come on. They getting their stuff. Come on and get your stuff. Just bow down and worship me and let me have control. He wants control. The lust of the eyes. I see it. I want it. What do I have to compromise to get it. Can I say that again? I see it. I want it. What do I have to compromise to get it? Lie, cheat, steal, whatever it takes. I want it. I see it. What do I have to compromise to get it? And Jesus responded, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So Jesus was offered all this, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He was offered this and he rejected it because Jesus was bringing a whole new system. Jesus was bringing a new system. Jesus was bringing something totally different. He was bringing something totally powerful. He was bringing something that, that they didn't have to go through here, that they didn't have. Jesus, he was bringing a whole new system, the kingdom of heaven system. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. In John chapter 18, verse 36, it says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. So this stuff that you're offering I don't want that stuff because I'm not a part of this world. I'm not from here. So I don't need it. I don't need to get a license in Haiti because, why? because I don't belong there. 
I don't need to get a license and buy a house in Haiti. I don't need the stuff in Haiti. Why? Because I don't belong there. So whatever you're trying to offer me, hey, I got to reject it because I got a home in America. I got a license in America. I, all my stuff is in America. So whatever you're trying to offer me in Haiti, I, I'm good. I don't need it because my home is not there. Amen. What Jesus was saying, whatever you offer me, Satan, I don't need it. I don't want it because my kingdom is not from here. I'm from another place. And the world system you've got is corrupting my people. Is corrupting my people. The other groups accepted the offer of this world, the lust, and they wanted to kill Jesus because his influence and power was drawing people to another world. His influence, Satan was getting angry because Jesus, uh, the Herod, the Herodians, and the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, they wanted to kill Jesus because his influence was drawing people to another world. They were drawing people to another kingdom, not of this world. They were losing control because Jesus showed them the light. Pharisees wanted to kill him because he saw their heart and they served out of pride and control and lust. That's what they served out of. And let's go to the next slide in Matthew 23, verse 1. This is what the Pharisees, this is the reason why the Pharisees wanted to kill him. They all wanted to, look, they all used to argue, all right? But listen, when it came down to their stuff, when it came down to their control, they all, the Pharisees, Sadducees, the Herodians, man, they said, we got to join up together, y'all. We, we got to get together and kill this man because he's messing with our stuff. He messing with our material stuff. He's speaking too much truth. We got to make sure we got to get rid of this man because we're losing the control. We're losing the lust. Of, our, our flesh is not getting desired anymore. Our, our lust of the eyes, we can't get what we want anymore. So we need to kill this man to keep things going normal. Amen. So then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do, but do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. What God is saying, you Pharisees, y'all look good on the outside. Yeah, y'all preach a good thing and y'all preach something well, but in your heart and what you do behind closed doors, you dirty. Amen. What you do, you're not, you're not willing to follow nothing I'm telling you. You're, you're saying that. You're telling people to stop fornicating and you fornicating. You're telling people to stop committing adultery and you committing adultery. You're telling people to stop lying and cheating and stealing. And y'all behind closed doors, y'all lying and cheating and stealing. Y'all look good on the outside, but the inside of your heart you hate and you have anger and you're frustrated and you really don't want what God has to offer you. You're willing to crawl in the bed with Herod on the slide and say, Herod, hey, yeah, man, I need, I need some stuff. But just don't tell nobody. Amen. So the Pharisees, they were willing to, they were willing to teach this stuff, but not willing to follow it themselves. Saints, if we are following after Christ, we can't just look good on the outside. But we need to get this thing right on the inside. 
We can't just play church anymore. There are people watching us. There are people looking at us. And God knew that, Jesus knew that if they keep watching these Pharisees, they're going to catch them doing something on the sly. And whatever they're teaching is going to hinder them from reaching God. Let's go to the next scripture. Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 6. He got on the Sadducees. And Jesus said to them, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They began to discuss this among themselves saying he said that because he did not bring any bread but Jesus aware of this said you men of little faith why do you discuss among yourselves that you have no bread and so what this is saying is that what the Pharisees what they were doing and the Sadducees they were doing is that they would the leaven was the leaven is if you add leaven to any kind of bread or whatever it deforms it it changes it it puffs it up it makes it look uh, different amen and so what happened was, is what God was saying is like the bread, look, I got the bread for you. But the, what happened is, is that King Herod is adding his leaven and he's puffing you up and he's puffing this up and he's looking like you're saved, but you're not. And you're just full of air. You cannot find yourself trapped in accepting the bread that man is giving you. We are following after politics and putting people in power and voting for people in power because we think they can give us something. Oh, they can give us money. They can give us this. Oh, they might be a little gay, though, but that's all right. Oh, they might, they might be for abortion, but that's, that's all right. We can work with that as long as they, as long as they give me what I need in my, in some more tax money or something. I need a little bit more. I'm willing to vote that direction as long as they give me a job. See, what happened was Jesus was saying, be careful from what you're trying to receive from Herod because he's messing up the bread. I am the bread of life. Because saints, what really is going to happen if the bottom really falls out and everything is shut down, you're not going to call on Obama. You're not going to call on Bush. You're not going to call on Hillary. You're not going to call on Trump. But you're going to call on Jesus. You're going to call on Jesus. So when it really gets down to it, call on him now. If I, I'm not going to compromise and, and, and vote for the lesser evil. Romans tell us not to vote for the, you can't sit there and vote for the lesser evil. Well, you better be careful now. Now just, you can just, you know, he might be a little of this, and a, but just stick your vote in. No, I'm going to vote for the one that's following after Christ. And if there's nobody following after Christ, then guess what? My vote going to stay in my pocket. Well, well, brother, well, brother, let me tell you something now. Yo, 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 answers, they, they, bled for, they bled for you to vote, and they bled for you to write to vote. You, you're going to need to vote. Well, Jesus bled for me. Jesus bled to set me free. Jesus bled so I can follow after righteousness and not accept the leaven from what Herod is giving. Oh, this might be a little tough. I'm sorry, y'all. Is this Easter? Is this Easter? The Sadducees was willing to change who they are to get the results they wanted looking for bread. But there is leaven in the bread and it's changing. It's tearing up the whole lump. What you're getting and using 
and what they're receiving is only temporary. What, what these politicians is giving us is only temporary. It's only temporary. We need to get on our knees and just begin to pray for our president, pray for our politicians, and not sit there and accept the stuff that they're giving us. King Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Now we're on King Herod. King Herod wanted to kill Jesus because he was saying he was the Messiah. So Jesus come in the picture and saying, I'm the Messiah. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the light. No one can get to the Father except for me. And, and King Herod was like, hold up. Hold up. Who is this man? He caused abortion to happen. Let's kill all these babies, two and under, to make sure this man don't come up saying he the Messiah. And then when the wise men came, and he couldn't figure out, and couldn't, he said, wise men, look, look, just tell me where he is so I can, so I can worship him. I got these gifts for him. I, I, got, I got new toys for him. I, I got all this stuff for him. And just tell him where he is so I can praise and worship him too. You lying, King Herod. Do you not know people will say they're Christians? <laughs> Get your vote. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm saved. I, 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 I believe in Jesus. Okay. Run around. Yeah, they said they saved. They said, what fruit are they producing? One man called the fruit. Oh, when, when they can produce jobs, that's fruit. When they can produce this, that's fruit. No, when they have love, kindness, joy, peace, understand. That's fruit. King Herod, this would kill the lineage of Herod. See, Herod, you see, Herod had a lineage. All of his sons were looked at as the Messiah and his Herodias, his minions. Y'all seen the little movie Minions? They just follow around, run after him. He was going to lose all of that if this man started coming up and saying he was the Messiah. He would lose his control. He would lose his power. He would lose all of the stuff that he had. They needed to kill this man, Jesus. Because it rocked their whole world system. Let's go to the next slide. This is the last slide. The last words of the day. Jesus didn't accept this world system because he knew who he was. He was from the kingdom of heaven. And eternal life belongs within his system. He was from a new kingdom. He was from a different system. Today is the day that we remember how Jesus stood against this world system. Today is the day we remember that how Jesus walked on this earth and no matter how bad they wanted to kill him, they couldn't kill him when they wanted to kill him. See, he made sure that his work was done. He made sure people see that there was another way. He made sure people see that there's a better way, that you don't have to go through King Herod and that you don't have to be fake like the Pharisees and that you don't have to bend like the Sadducees, but you can follow after Christ and follow Follow what is right. I will give you the power to rise again. And so what they were doing, they said, kill this man. Once we kill him, his influence will stop. Once we get rid of him, let's join together. Let's say kill him. And then all the stuff, influence will stop. Everything will go back to where it used to be. We're going to get our stuff and we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that Satan didn't realize Jesus said it repeatedly, I am not of this world. 
the kingdom of heaven is where I'm from. So if the death penalty is on this world and I'm from the kingdom of heaven, which has eternal life, if you kill me, Satan, I am going to rise again because I'm not of this world. When you accept Christ in your life and you begin to follow after Jesus Christ and you say, Lord God, I believe that you're resurrected inside of me. You're saying I'm not a part of this world anymore. That means when you die, you're not really dead, but you're resting because the resurrection has now been birthed inside of you. See, Jesus was already walking resurrected. He was already resurrected because he already had eternal life. He was, uh, there was, Jesus never died. He just rested. All they did was put Jesus to sleep. Good night, Jesus, because I'm going to rise again. All they did was put him to sleep because in him was already the resurrection power. In him was already the kingdom of heaven. In him was already the eternal life. And it's saying, here, I got it for you. You don't have to follow these false preachers. You don't have to follow these Sadducees. You don't have to bend your will to King Herod. I've got what you need. I am the bread of life. Follow me and you will rise again. You can rise up from your addictions. You can rise up from your habits. You can rise up from your depression. You can rise up from your fear. You can rise up from your worry. You can rise up and be better. You can rise. You don't have to accept the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's time for us to rise and allow Christ to work in our life. Let us stand.